The last of the great human freedoms is the ability to choose one's attitude in any given circumstance. And I can extract myself from the suffering because my attitude can trump my ego's frustration about the situation if I lock in power of my mind to choose differently. I'm going to master this thing called teaching, and I'm going to do whatever it takes. I'm going to travel whatever distance. I'm going to pay whatever price to give my service of love across this planet. And I'm not going to let any human being on the face of this planet stop me, not even myself. And genius is available in all of us in the area of our highest value when we care enough intrinsically to be inspired to go after solving those problems. It's, it's waiting for all of us to do that. We can expand our awareness, consciousness, to expand who we are as beings into this new human being that we're becoming. It's the tension and the contrast that actually helps to push us through to the next level of evolution. Our cells have consciousness and so does the bacteria. So we can also tune into our bodies and, and work with our bodies more knowing that and appreciating these billions of points of consciousness. Now when that change takes place, the momentum that's created in our life from that moment on is monumental insights, the wisdom, the guidance, the direction, the spontaneous goodness, serendipity, coincidence, things start to work together for good because we're now in a flow of our personal mind, but we're in the flow of the mind of God. Welcome to the High Performance Health Podcast. This is a show entirely devoted to the exploration of physical vitality, emotional well-being, and mental fitness. I'm your host and tour guide, Ronnie Landis. I'm a multiple published author, international speaker, performance health coach, global activist, and wellnesspreneur. So buckle your seat, get ready to take notes, and enjoy the ride. It's go time. Before we start the show, I want to highlight one of our sponsors, which is an incredible spring water company called Alive Spring Water, which delivers the cleanest, highest quality, pure living water directly to your doorstep. I have been a spring water fanatic for over 10 years, and incorporating spring water into my lifestyle has been one of the single biggest game changers in my overall health and also in the well-being of all of my clients. There is something truly magical about consuming pure living water directly from its source and literally rebuilding all of your red blood cells from it. It's a type of energy and level of hydration that nothing else compares to. Alive Spring Water delivers fresh spring water in select areas including all over California and is tested for impurities, environmental contaminants, and total dissolved solids. They also ship their water in beautiful flower of life geometry glass jugs which are perfect for storing water and dispensing it from the kitchen or office countertop. Check out their website at www.alivewaters.com to see if they ship in your area. They also ship their custom made glass jugs all over the world and they come in all sizes including glass dispensers. You can use the code HPHEALTH, that code is HPHEALTH, like high performance health, HPHEALTH, to receive a discount on your water and glass orders. Also, make sure to check out their sister site, www.findaspring.com, which is a worldwide repository for natural springs that has been tested and secured. This is a great way to discover new spring water sources in your local area that you can go to and fill up your new bottles at for yourself and for your family. Those websites, again, are www.alivewaters.com. That's A-L-I-V-E, L-I-V-E, waters.com, and www.findaspring.com. Now, let's get ready for today's show. Greetings and aloha. Welcome to another edition of the Holistic Human Optimization Show. I am your host, Ronnie Landis, and this is the final solo episode in Series 3 on the Mind-Body Connection, and this episode is called The Quantum Collapse Process. This is going to be, I think, the, the culmination 
of everything that we've gone through in this particular series, and we've really dove down deep into the quantum world of what is going on behind the surface, behind the hood of the car, so to speak, under the operating system of the human experience, the mind, the body connection, the heart coherence, and ultimately to support us in developing a more direct and authentic communication with our immortal soul. So, you know, this episode is very focused and it's going to be a bit of a challenge. I don't want to, I don't want to say it's going to be a challenge. We haven't gotten there yet, but I can say that based on all of the notes and all that is involved in this conversation, there's a bit of navigating that we are going to do together. That's how I'd like to, that's how I'd like to um, open this up. Um, if you take everything that we've gone through, particularly the first episode, the, the timeless mind, ageless body concept, um, you take the placebo idea and everything else that we've went into, you realize that the power of the mind is extremely powerful and it has far reaching effects on all areas of our life on all the external aspects of our life. It has incredible, profound um, effects on our physiology, our biology, our neurology, and how we interface with the world via our nervous system and what's called coherence, the mind-body connection or the heart and head coherence when our brain and our heart are in coherence, in synergy with one another, then they are in a unified connectivity or a unified communication. And that is really the state in which we operate at peak efficiency, peak performance, total clarity. And so we've talked about that a little bit. We are going to go a little bit deeper. And uh, my hope and my intention here is to bring this full circle and to provide you a tool which can lead to a set of tools that you can put in your toolbox that you can use automatically to equilibrate your mind and body together, to equilibrate um, your brainwave states. Whenever you feel triggered, whenever you have an imbalanced perspective leaning in the positive or negative, um, that is not neutral, that is not within equilibrium, there's not an equal perspective, a balanced perspective, in other words, an unintegrated perspective, whatever the situation may be, this leads to emotional charges. So if we're focused only on the perceived positive or the perceived benefit of a situation, then we tend to infatuate with it. And certain divisions of our nervous system, they, they come up, we secrete certain chemicals in our body, And we can easily become infatuated with a situation or a person without seeing the counterbalance, which would be the potential drawbacks, which would keep us in a balanced perspective. So we're staying even keel. We're staying neutral. We're not going too high because the higher we go, the lower we can drop emotionally, energetically. And this is a typical a typical thing that we see. And this is also built into the the rhythmic cycle of life in the universe, where the life itself and the the school of life, if you want to put it that way, the schoolyard of the universe is always trying to equilibrate us so we can see through a balanced perspective and we can integrate both sides of every situation because every situation, no matter what it is, carries benefit and drawback. It carries two sides to the same coin. And to the degree that we are imbalanced in our perspective, we are going to focus myopically on that which we are filtering without seeing the other side of it. And on the counterbalance of that, if we focus too much on the potential drawbacks or the negatives, then we initiate a certain division of our nervous system and we secrete certain chemicals. We call that stress chemicals. And um, that filters our entire reality and we lose the opportunity to um, really be able to see a situation for what it really is and to actually 
um, to experience gratitude and appreciation for what's called the implicate order or the perfected order of life itself. And that's ultimately the goal and the desired outcome of the quantum collapse process and really health, vitality, wellness is a vibration of equanimity. It's a vibration of wholeness. So on the soul level, there is nothing missing. But on the sensory level, the senses, we sense the appearance of things missing, things being incomplete, things being good or bad, better or worse. And so the idea is that we want to integrate all of the compartments of our perspective and all the personas that we use to navigate in this three-dimensional world so that we can operate from a soul level where everything is integrated, everything is seen, everything is acknowledged, everything is owned, and therefore we become a fully functional human being. To the degree that we're dysfunctional is to the degree that we are not integrated or we are disowning certain aspects of our life, our personality, our, our responsibility to our results in our life, our experience, um, et cetera, et cetera. So the way that I want to open this up is from a quote from an incredible woman. She was an incredible researcher. Her name is Rachel Carson, and she wrote the book Silent Spring many, many, many decades ago um, about the, the, the DDT epidemic and the, the chemical onslaught in our environment. And she had a quote that I think is very, very telling, a great way to open this up. She said that we only destroy what we don't value and we can only value what we understand. That is a very good quote to open up this entire talk because ultimately what we're talking about is is understanding the priority and the hierarchy of our unique value system. In other words, what do we actually value? One of the confusing things that can happen for people in the personal development world or just navigating the world as a whole, social ideas and social constructs, is that we don't necessarily operate authentically based on our own intrinsic value system. A lot of times we adopt the imposed upon values and social memes of our society, of our um, job and careers, the yeah, just the social ideas of what we should value versus what we actually value. And if we're doing that, we are going to set ourselves up for inner civil war. We're going to set ourselves up for inner conflict and develop a psychological autoimmune type of condition where we're basically at odds with ourselves because we know underneath the surface that we are not operating based in our authentic values. So a lot of times we will go against our values to take on the social value system, which most of the time, if not all the time, is in direct conflict to humanity's authentic value, what the authentic value of a holistic functional human being really is. They tend to be inverted, divisionistic, separatism type of values, meaning values that are based in competition and that kind of thing, right? And these are the social programs that we have been um, kind of bestowed, that have been bestowed upon us and have been enforced as if we, are, if, as if these are the things that we should value and operate under. And, um, you know, you can see this playing out in society. We tend to destroy or attack the things that we don't value if we are operating in these socialized, colonized value systems. But when we tap into our own unique values and we start to understand ourselves, we start to get to know ourselves, we start to value ourselves, right? If we don't get to know ourselves, then we don't value ourselves. So we will disown ourselves, we will put ourselves to the side. And then give our time and our attention and energy to things outside of us, other people, again, careers, relationships, social motifs, and we will essentially disown the things that are truly most valuable to us up until the degree that we do that inner, in, that inner inventory and really find out what is truly important to us. And once we do, we start to place our attention and prioritize 
those things that we find meaningful. And that is how we start to live a truly, um, a truly optimized holistic life based on our own, our own desires opposed to the desires of others. So with that said, that's going to kind of just set up, set us up as we move forward. So this idea of the quantum collapse process, well, first of all, it goes back to a a theme that we've talked about a few times, which is upgrading and optimizing the core operating system of the body, which again is heart and brain coherence. So I don't need to go deeper into that. We've talked about that um, in great detail before, but what we're trying to do is we are overcoming the version of ourself that we have been habitually rehearsing our entire life. So the first process of any transformation is that we have to begin to reroute the rehearsed, habituated, reoccurring patterns that we have adopted over our lifetime and we have rehearsed. This is a key idea because um, behaviors and patterns and habits and even identities are all based on a rehearsal. So we have rehearsed the social programming, the social value systems, and the behaviors associated with it for as long as we have. We have rehearsed these things. So we have ultimately rehearsed a version of ourselves, and we've gotten accustomed to that version of ourselves and all the social benefits that it might provide. And it takes tremendous courage to start unrehearsing those patterns and start rehearsing the version of ourselves that we truly, truly aspire to be. So what this looks like is that we are collapsing the gap between who we have been accustomed to being and the gap between who we really know that we are. And this is where that inner divide is. We are bridging the future with the present moment. The key idea here is that the future informs the present moment, not necessarily the other way around. When you look at the linear timeline of things, we think past, present, future. But all things are happening simultaneously, and as I've alluded in a prior episode, chemically, you can be experiencing the rehearsed patterns of the past as if it's happening right now in real time. Obviously, it's not happening in real time. That's something that happened in the quote-unquote past, but you can be experiencing the exact same chemicals as if you were experiencing that situation right now in the present moment. But what's also really interesting about that is that research has borne out that most of what we remember in the past has been embellished. It's been, um, it's been fabricated and that 50% of what we remember, we actually make up. It's not actually accurate, but we have certain filters that we're filtering our past, encoding it over with a particular narrative or story that we literally are making up. So when we're rehearsing the patterning or the chemistry of past experiences, it's really our imagination being going wild is really what it is. We're imagining what we interpret as the past experience, how we want to experience it now, whether detrimental or productive. And that is keeping us rooted and hooked to the past. So we're never really fully fully um, present in the moment. And we're also recreating the same experience into the future. Okay. What the quantum collapse process ultimately is about is about bridging the future with the present moment, not the future based on the past, but the future based on pure possibility pure potential, the quantum field, essentially, where all possibilities exist simultaneously. And you are bridging the felt experience in the moment. You are recoding your entire biology, the cellular communication, the microbiome even. You are recoding your nervous system to operate based entirely on the quote-unquote future version that you see yourself as, but we're not just putting it off to the future while we still live in the past. We are bridging the future identity with your physical body right here in this moment. 
And at the end of this episode, I am going to take you through just an introductory process. It's a meditative and breathwork-based process to start tapping into the operating system so you can start feeling what is going on underneath the hood of your vehicle and you can start recoding and reprogramming the operating system to operate as the version of you that you ultimately aspire to be. So we're bridging the gap between the present moment and the future possibility. It's a very powerful idea. It's a very powerful practice. Um, so let's talk about um, quantum mechanics for a second here as we get down deeper into this. The timeline perspective, we, we, we just talked a little bit about that. And we talked really deeply about that in the, the, um, the Timeless Mind, Ageless Body uh, episode. I think we went a little bit deeper into this whole timeline issue and our interpretation of time based on this linear, um, this linear idea of time. We, I don't need to, I don't need to kind of like hit that button really too much. But what I do want to say about this in this quantum collapse process is that your dominant frequency determines the quality and the clarity of the information that you receive in this moment. Okay. So what that means essentially is that when you are collapsing quote unquote timelines, you're collapsing the proverbial gap between the now and the future. What you're actually doing is that you are increasing your ability to receive higher quality information from your future self. And that's really the perspective that I hold about this is that the future has already happened. The realm of quantum mechanics basically says that it is not so much that you are creating something new, but you are becoming more aware of something new, which has already been created. And you are now awakening to what is possible beyond the sensations of the physical body the physical bodily everyday experience. So what you experience as a daily sensation, which is usually rooted in past patterns and the chemistry that is produced because of that, you are actually tapping into that that gap. You're tapping into that void, that quote unquote in-between space between where you are and where you want to be. You are starting to allow your physical body to open itself up to experience the gap. Right, Because if we're always trying to fill in the void, always trying to fill in that open space, then it's usually, again, it's going to be from a past reference. It's going to be based on what we know. We're always trying to go towards certainty, towards comfort, towards what we can what we can count on, you know, the evidence of things that have already occurred, which is always going to keep us in what has already occurred. We can never really experience new boundless possibilities if we're not willing to get boundless in the first place. So to dissolve the boundaries of certainty to exist in the the timeless, right? To exist in that space where there's no time, there's no nothing to there's nothing to do, there's nothing to be. It's just an open space of energy and that is how you become more receptive and your cell sites, this, the, the receptor sites of your cells actually are designed for this. So you are biologically wired for a transcendent experiences. And the way that you tap into it is getting into that in-between space, opening up your physiology, allowing your mind to completely free itself from the shackles of conditioning and to just become nothing basically, just to be in that nothingness. And then the information that you receive, because your your mind, your brain really is like a transistor, it's like a radio station, and it's receiving frequencies and information based on the sustainable vibration of the frequency that you're holding as a dominant state. And you will begin to experience the receptivity of new information that will guide you towards the preferred timeline that you desire to go and ultimately your soul is trying to guide you towards. So we're actually going to talk about how to connect with the immortal soul um, uh, towards as we get through this. 
So that's the quantum perspective here. Now let's take it really down to the, the brass tacks, nuts and bolts. Let's get down to the ground here a little bit, put our feet on the ground here. So let's talk about how we disempower ourselves. The primary way people disempower themselves is, is through something called comparison syndrome. When we're comparing ourselves to other people, um, whether we're judging people as better than us or we're judging people as worse than us, either way, we are putting ourselves in an imbalanced perspective, an imbalanced state of mind, which we're falsely pumping ourselves up, we're priding ourselves. Or we are we are shaming ourselves for not being good enough compared to somebody else. Um, either way, we are not seeing the full picture, and we are setting ourselves up for delusion and distorting our sense of reality. So you know, there's a couple individuals that this entire process that I've developed, and I don't say that I've really developed it; I've adapted it. Um, from individuals like John Demartini, who I think is the world's leading teacher and philosopher and scientist when it comes to human potential. I've also dove in deep into the work of John Dispenza or Joe Dispenza, Joe Dispenza and Greg Braden, Michael Bernard Beckwith. I've been impacted by these individuals either directly or indirectly. And their work is absolutely incredible. So I want to take some notes from John D. Martini right now and share some of his perspectives. Um, most of this is my words. There's a few quotes that I'll share from him. But I've adapted a lot of what he's shared and a lot of his processes for helping people integrate their experience so they can live fully functional um, uh, you know, human experiences as transformed versions of themselves, ultimately exactly what we're talking about. Um, and we all have different forms and flavors of how we share this kind of work. So I want to give great um, appreciation and acknowledgement to those incredible leaders. Now, John D. Martini, you know, one of the things that he talks about is um, integrating the personas that we carry, otherwise known as the personality structures. So, in his, you know, from his perspective, the soul is immortal and the soul is complete. Nothing is missing at the soul level, but at the persona or personality level, it seems like things are missing, things are incomplete. Um, and we're always in a scramble to be good enough or, you know, to pump ourselves up or to whatever. It's comparison syndrome ultimately. So here's an insight for you. The world is a kaleidoscope of complementary opposites, all seeking integration in uni union with the whole, i.e. the one source, i.e. on the individual level, the whole incomplete synthesis of all complementary aspects of someone's personality as extensions of their true soul, not their ego persona, which is always leading from division or separation when disconnected from the intelligence of the soul. So that was the insight that I that I just put together from yesterday uh, while I was taking notes for this. And ultimately, what, what I'm saying there is that when we are judging or comparing, we are we are really locked into the ego persona that always sees things through division, through separation, through individuation, and not as a whole. And this ultimately is judgment. And the, the, the comparison syndrome and the poison of the comparison syndrome is always rooted in judgment. And self-sabotage is always rooted in a form of judgment. We may think that we're judging other people outside of ourselves, which does have an effect on those people. But ultimately, what we're doing is we're judging ourselves and thinking that we're either better than them or we're worse than them. And we create a narrative or a story to validate and rationalize what otherwise is really an irrational behavior, which is judgment itself. My dear friend and uh, big brother, his name's Sacred Steve Adler. We've done tons of interviews together. He says that the only sin a child of God is capable of is judgment. I found that very interesting. And so one of my thoughts on this is that 
Judgment is the ultimate self-sabotaging mechanism of the human personality complex. And to the degree that we judge others outside of ourselves, whether good or bad, we create an inner divide within us and operate with disowned aspects of ourself, which we could also identify as wounds or traumas. So from a healing perspective, the wounds and traumas that we carry with us are the inception point of the the projected or introjected judgments that we hold about others and about ourselves. So that's a very important point to notice. If you find yourself comparing yourself to others, comparing others to you, trying to keep that check mark of like, you know, the check and balances of that that, you know, competition-based mentality and you find yourself judging, then you can also use that as an access point to identify where are the wounds and traumas and pain points inside of me that I have not reconciled, I have not healed, and I have not equilibrated or integrated within myself. Instead of focusing on the judgment and saying, oh, I shouldn't be judgmental because now you're judging yourself for, for judging, right? It's an endless, it's an endless, um, it's an endless loop. So what we need to do is look at that, hold ourselves in compassion, allow ourselves to go into that in-between space where there is no judgment and feel the authentic sensations and feelings that come up for us when we do feel judging or we feel judged by ourselves typically. Feel the feelings behind it so you can equilibrate that and a higher quality of insight will come to you that will show you that there is no need for judgment, that actually there's only a need for integration and taking full ownership of that which we we disown by judging. So that's a, that's a powerful insight. It's a powerful insight for all of us. Powerful insight for all of us. Now the next thing I want to talk about related to this, going a little bit deeper, is that when we polarize towards pleasure or reward, we tend to create attraction, which signals our parasympathetic nervous system. And also when we polarize towards discomfort or risk, we tend to create repulsion, which signals our sympathetic nervous system. And either end of the spectrum will create an imbalance in perspective, immediate drives towards rehearsed behaviors that we tend to repeat, um, usually to get what we want in the moment or to avoid what we don't want in the moment. And it is only through integrating com- comfort and discomfort, reward and risk, benefit and drawback, positive and negative, that we can function as a holistic, functional human being. So now we're really getting into some, some powerful practical t- territory of this whole thing. When we judge something as positive or negative, as beneficial or detrimental, as good or bad, better or worse, what we're doing is we're refusing to see reality for what it is and we're refusing to own the fact that built into every situation is challenge and support, benefit and drawback, pros and cons, good and bad, anabolism, catabolism. This is built into the creation of all living organisms, of all situations and circumstances. It's built into the perfected, implicate order of our universe as a whole. It's the duality that is that is present within everything. And the idea is not to leave the duality separate, but to integrate the duality so it becomes unity, unifying dualistic components so it becomes integrated. And that's how we upgrade the operating system. Because when our operating system, being our nervous system, is operating in a space, a, a space of division or duality, we are typically going to be in what's called a sympathetic nervous system state, which we've talked about before, which is ultimately stress. We are going to be in a space of constant stress. We are going to be alerted to the constant threats and dangers and lack of safety in our environment, and we are never going to be able to sit still and rest because we are always going to be looking out for the threats in our reality. Um, Conversely, if we are always in our parasympathetic state and we see things as omnipositive, like it's always positive, it's always positive, always positive, then yeah, maybe we will be in a dominant parasympathetic state, 
maybe. Um, and we're also going to be more prone to lethargy, to passivity, to laziness, to not actually getting that cortisol um, hit when we need it in the morning. And we're just going to kind of be laying around like, oh, it's, it's you know, it's going to get taken care of. Everything's perfect. I don't have to do anything. I don't have to participate in the 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 role, my role in humanity or whatever I'm here to do. I can just kind of hang out to the side. That also is an imbalance and puts us in an imbalanced chemical state and is actually not healthy for us long term. We need the balance of parasympathetic and sympathetic and our autonomic nervous system regulates the synthesis of that entire complex. See, it has to be integrated. So all the talk about, you know, you got to be in your parasympathetic state. Yes, because we have overrun our sympathetic cortisol, adrenaline, stress-based nervous system, but there is a role and function of that as well that is necessary and also very healthy for growth and transformation. So, okay, with that said, total and complete spontaneous embodiment of your higher virtues in real time. This is the quantum collapse process where we are collapsing boundaries held long held limitations, stories, narratives, and paradigms that do not serve us and create division. We are creating an opportunity and an experience to experience spontaneous, immediate embodiment of our higher virtues as a direct felt experience, practiced and rehearsed until it overrides the prior software programs that we have been running on autopilot all up to this time. What this requires is the commitment to excellence. And the commitment to excellence requires complete abandonment of the addiction to struggle, strife, and scarcity. This is a very important thing because you cannot focus on one thing and hope to attract its opposite. You have to integrate those things together and feel the felt experience of both polarities so the polarities can actually attract into one another from within us and become whole. So in other words, simple words, living in lack is not going to create abundance. So we have to, we have to begin to remember our future in order to forget our outdated past. So that's another important principle about all this is that we are actually forgetting about who we used to be. Now, this is really challenging for people because they think that, oh, well, then what about all my memories? What about all the the sentimental moments and the things that I want to remember? It's not about forgetting or negating or disowning your past. It's about unrehearsing the patterns and habits that have kept you locked into the past version of yourself that is quite frankly outdated and no longer um, really helpful for where you are meant to go as an immortal soul in a physical body. So we're unrehearsing past behaviors and past ways of being so we can rehearse from a, from a clear space without self-sabotaging ourselves the, the patterns, behaviors, and ways of being that we truly desire to operate from. And part of this is about feeling the emotions, feeling the feelings and the sensations that come along with the withdrawals, the withdrawal phase of where we've been to where we're going. And so for me personally, I do not negotiate with my emotions. I feel them. I sit in the fire of them. And then I initiate the upgrade process. So I do not negotiate with my emotions. I feel them. I sit in the fire with them. And then once I felt them and I'm ready to move forward, I initiate the upgrade process. So let's talk about the upgrade process. So as we're getting closer to the finale of of all this, this is a lot. This is a lot for me to even communicate to all you because there's so many ideas that I had to I had to outline here and it's a little bit non-linear so I hopefully hopefully this is taking you in a a, um, a followable a followable followable train of thought and it's making sense for you and um, I hope that it's serving you so one of the things that I want to talk about 
wisdom. John D. Martini has an incredible quote about wisdom, and he says, Wisdom is the instantaneous recognition that crisis has blessing and that two sides are always present because they are entangled. Remember when we talked about entanglement theory in the twin photon experiments? That's the same exact idea here. Um, that that there's always blessings out of every crisis. In fact, it's built and designed that way. So out of chaos comes order. There's a principle called order out of chaos. When things seem chaotic, when things seem, when things, sorry, I'm slipping over my words right now. When things appear to be falling apart, disassembling out of order, you lose that same level of certainty and confirmation bias that you had before, then this is a great indication that there is a transition and there's a transformation that is occurring. Order always comes out of chaos, but it tends to be that chaos has to precede a new level of order. This is what we're seeing in our society. This is what we're seeing in a lot of our lives. We can't depend on the ways of the past. Our economic system has to upgrade and evolve. So there's going to be some chaos. There's going to be uncertainty. There's going to be a breakdown of the systems that no longer are going to serve us for where we're going as a humanity. So the key is that you do not get caught up in emotional reactivity based on the perceived chaos. You focus on inner order. When the outside world seems chaotic, you develop more orderly integration within yourself. Order your emotions together. Order your energy because um, according to John D. Martini, I thought this was a great quote, is that the people that have more order end up being the people who give the orders. The people who lack order are the people that follow orders. So leaders order their mind. They order their emotions together and they harness the power of that and then they organize themselves and then move out into the chaos so they can provide solutions to help create order to help other people move through the chaos. That is a very, very important principle, something we should all really take in deeply. There's certainty out of uncertainty. When things are uncertain, remember that there's a polar opposite. There's a complementary opposite to uncertainty. So look for the certainty. Where is the certainty in the perceived uncertainty? Stability out of instability. When things seem unstable, when you feel unstable, look for where there is support out of a challenging situation. Support and challenge are always happening simultaneously. It's just a matter of balancing your perspective. If you can only see instability, then that means you have an unordered perception and you need to order your perception into wholeness so you can see the stability that's holding instability together, right? That's a powerful principle right in itself. And what we're talking about is the implicate perfected order of life itself. No matter what has happened in our life, we seem to still be here. We st seem to have made it through, right? No matter what chaotic, uncertain, unstable circumstances that our perception has um, informed us of throughout our life, we're still here and things are still going. It's an absolute miracle that the lights are still on. You know, that people really do get along more times than not. So that's an important thing to equilibrate your perception. And that will also help to balance out your brain waves and develop head and heart coherence. Okay, so there's a couple more things that I want to talk about before we go into a basic quantum collapse exercise. So quantum leaps proceed long sustained bouts of incremental momentum that reaches its tipping point. Probably should repeat that. So quantum leaps, massive exponential growth, transformation, in other words, proceed long sustained bouts of incremental momentum that reaches its tipping point. In other words, there is a massive expansion or quantum leap followed by steady momentum which builds up to the next quantum expansion. This is the formula for growth and transformation, which is that you need to remain consistent with the chosen vibration or frequency 
that your operating system is going to operate at the, the dominant state. So independent of outside situations and circumstances, if you've made a decision to go in a certain direction, to be a certain type of person, then the outside world is going to disassemble itself a little bit because it needs to transform because ultimately what you're calling upon is a higher level of order. Uh, There's going to be chaos or perceived chaos. So to stay consistent with your momentum and not to bend to the river of circumstances, but to stay steadfast and focused. And no matter what happens, no matter what appears to be happening on the outside, you stay true to your authentic path. And by staying consistent in the vibration, in the brainwave state, in the practices, in lifestyle rituals that you want to practice and the type of person that you want to be, you bridge the future with the present and you become that person now And it does not matter what's happening outside of you because who you are is really what it's all about. It's not about what is occurring outside of you, what you're getting, not getting, all that kind of stuff. It's really about who you become. And so quantum leaps don't just happen out of nowhere. And growth opportunities don't just happen by happenstance. They happen based on a consistent momentum that you build up within yourself and then there's a tipping point and then it floods over and then now you reach another level of your own quantum expansion or transformational process and that's really the formula for growth and sustained continuous transformation so keep that in mind now one other thing that i want to bring up here is the idea of the pain teacher. I think this is very helpful because it's easy to forget this wisdom and these principles. The pain teacher is a feedback mechanism from life that is trying to bring us back into our authentic alignment. So when we feel pain, when we feel discomfort, when we feel this chaotic uncertainty and instability, oftentimes That is a feedback mechanism to let us know that we're not being totally authentic, that we're going after um, inauthentic values or drives or motivations or desires, and it's trying to equilibrate us back into a state of inner harmony and inner balance. So if we medicate and tranquilize and sedate and and distract ourselves from the teachings of the pain teacher, whether that's physical pain, emotional pain, psychological pain, spiritual existential pain, financial pain, relationship pain. These are all mechanisms alerting to us that, hey, you're going off course. There's something that needs to be calibrated. We need to course correct something. And if we can catch that in the moment, we can go into that in-between space that I talked about and feel the pain, not because it's about the pain, but to feel what's behind the pain. Why is this sensation happening? What is the lesson here? What do I need to learn? How do I need to shift my energy or my direction in life so I can experience satisfaction or fulfillment, which is the natural product, the natural byproduct of, of really coming back into balance or integration. What, you know, it, that, that's the process. How do I feel this authentically? And what is the lesson or wisdom in it for me? And in order to make use of all of this information that we've gone over, one of the things we should understand is that We have been fed an entire program that has been influencing the collective operating system called survival of the fittest, or in the words of Charles Darwin, survival of the strongest. Charles Darwin is the most famous geologist, actually, who um, really, you know, he, um, you know, he, he really bore out this whole idea that. You know, it's all about competition. It's about struggle. It's about the, the survival of the strongest or fittest, those who are most adapted and um, can compete and overcome weakness. And those that are weak, by his definition, um, fall to the wayside, which is not entirely an inaccurate idea. However, it depends on how you define it, because what that idea has borne out into the collective consciousness is really an internal civil war. It's an internal autoimmune condition, which has actually led to 
the, the widespread autoimmune conditions that are occurring right now. And we need to talk about something called cooperation versus competition because if we're always competing with our circumstances, we're never actually going to connect to them and authentically feel what they have in store for us. Like what are the lessons, right? When we feel pain, we're going to try to attack it like the war on drugs, the war on cancer, um, the war on uh, um, bullying or trafficking or, or whatever the, whatever the thing is, we're always going to be attacking it and we're going to be competing with it and trying to eradicate it through force instead of through cooperation. What evolution has actually shown us is that most organisms, human beings in particular, evolve through cooperation, adaptability, intelligence, and collaboration. And this is also how your cells cooperate, your cells evolve. The the competition story is basically cancer. That's really the, the cancerous motif um, of that, 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 or I should say that is that is the program of cancer and all disease really is based on this survival of the fittest competition um, type of idea. Cooperation is like a healthy syndicate, a healthy colony and um, um, uh, tribe, if you will, of cells that are communicating in alignment and in harmony with one another. So that is really the idea behind all of this. Now, let's go into the quantum collapse exercise. So I'm going to take you on a little bit of a journey here. Um, and there's also different ways that you can also enhance this process in your own space. Sensory isolation therapy is an incredible way to go about it. Using float tanks, um, sensory deprivation therapy, float tanks are amazing. Spending more time in nature, deep meditative and breathwork processes all of these are basically tools and modalities to help you begin to communicate directly with your soul. And um, that's a great topic in of itself. We're going to go through a little bit of an experience here. So I'm going to take a few minutes to take you through this. Um, if you're driving, then you know either pull over or come back to this when you are not driving. But if you're just sitting down right now, what I want you to do is close your eyes. All I want you to focus on is your rhythmic breathing cycle. So your inhalation, your exhalation, focus on your breath. Inhale. Exhale. As your eyes are closed, as you're focusing on your breath cycle, I want you to imagine your body in a complete, vibrant state of inner harmony, integration, wholeness, vibration, and wellness. Begin to experience what it feels like to feel completely whole, complete, alive and vibrant in your body right here, right now. Focus on your breath. As I talk, focus on your breath. Do not distract from your breath. Continue to breathe. Feel it. Feel the sensations in your body. And then breathe out. Good. Now, I want you to begin to pull your future into the present moment by feeling the totality of that in your body right here, right now. As you breathe in, breathing in pure possibility, expansion, expanding your breath to expand your heart. And if you put your left hand on your heart, your right hand on your stomach, you can breathe deeper into your heart. So do that now. Breathe deep. And breathe out. Good. Feel your heart and your chest begin to expand. Your respiratory expanding its capacity to take in more oxygen. Your brain 
oxygenating, more blood flow coming to your brain. Your brain waves are now synchronizing. The right and left hemispheres of your brain are synchronizing together. Your heart and your mind are going into a state of coherence. This is the zero point where now you begin to access that communication with your immortal soul. Breathe in. Breathe out. All barriers, all blocks, all obstacles inside of you collapse. You now are in the timelessness of quantum possibilities. You're in the quantum state. Pure possibility exists right here, right now. So feel that in your body. Experience the sensation of being an unlimited, empowered being right here, right now. Not sometime in the future. Pulling the future into the present moment right here, right now. Breathe that in. Good. Now just anchor this in for a couple moments. We're just doing a short introductory of the ultimate quantum collapse process. Anchor this into your body. Feel the sensations. Let it permeate all throughout your body. Pure potential. Total empowerment. A body of vibrant, whole health. A mind clear, sharp, a heart open, wide, and peaceful. Feel that, appreciate it, and let that sink in. Take one more deep breath in. Excellent job. So this is a practice that you can take with you and you can use to equilibrate your mind and your body, your emotions, anytime you get triggered, anytime you feel off balance, immediately you can go into this practice and it goes much deeper. I take all my clients through an extended version of this, but that's the basic idea. That's how you tap into that in-between space and you begin to collapse timelines, you begin to collapse possibilities into the present moment. And the final thing I want to leave you with in this mind-body connection series is that you know that you've made a transformation, you know that you've equilibrated your perspectives and you've collapsed all judgment because you feel the sensation of gratitude and appreciation for everything that has occurred in your life. This is the this is the equilibration point, the integration point. When you feel wholeness is when you feel overwhelming sensations of gratitude and appreciation for everything that has ever happened for you in your life. And you can see the 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 um the implicate order of everything in life. That is how you know that you have collapsed the gap between who you've been and who you are becoming. And then you just keep maintaining and keep sustaining that vibration and the patterns and associations and habits associated with who it is that you are being each and every single day. Thank you so much for joining me in this incredible deep dive. I hope that this was valuable to you. I hope that you enjoyed this. And we will be uh, launching into our next incredible series on longevity strategies coming up soon. So thank you very much. And I look forward to connecting with you on the next episode. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of High Performance Health. Remember the saying, knowledge is power. Well, knowledge is only power when the knowledge has been applied. So, before you leave, I want to recommend five basic principles that, if done each day, will result in physical vitality, emotional well-being, and increased mental agility, as well as overall resilience to all forms of stress. Number one, take 10 deep diaphragmatic breaths each morning when waking up and each night before sleeping. 
Number two, remember one liter of high quality structured water each morning before eating. Number three, eat only when hungry. Do not eat too much too fast and bless your food each and every day. Number four, close your eyes. Put your hands on your heart and relax your nervous system. And number five, only use phones when necessary. Keep your back upright when on the computer and shut down screen time in 90 minutes prior to going to bed. There you go, my friend. I hope you take what you learned in this episode and create the life you deserve. You can support this podcast by going to www.hhphealth.com forward slash review to give us a rating and a review. This helps boost us in the iTunes ratings and makes this podcast more visible to more people in the world. You can also join the discussion on our Facebook community group by going to www.hhphealth forward slash group. And finally, you can also check out all of my current coaching programs, courses, books, podcast episodes, and more by going to www.hhphealth.com. Thank you for being part of the health and healing movement. And until next time, make the rest of your life the best of your life. Aloha.